Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. This is a very special episode, and I am on with a very special guest, Mrs. Lynn LaSalle of It's Why. Hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm great today, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. So actually, I am great because I have you on. So just a little backstory to tell my listeners. We met through the Coral Springs Coconut Creek Regional Chamber, Gosh, I don't even think a month ago, maybe a month ago, like yeah, maybe a few, I don't even know. Things have gone really fast and they connected me with you as a chamber buddy, but I see you more as really a mentor. So thank you. I just want to say I'm so appreciative. I've learned so much from you over the course of the last few weeks. And it was really your idea to kind of interview me for this very special 50th episode. So to my listeners, we're going to flip it. And today I am going to be the guest and I'm going to be interviewed by Miss Lynn. So Lynn, why don't you go ahead and do your thing? Thank you so much, Nicole. I want to say thank you for joining me today because your passion and your energy was so engaging from the very first moment that we met. And when you told me about this podcast, I felt that it was so important for other people to really get to know you a little bit better as little as I have gotten to know you at this point. And I do feel totally connected. So thank you very much for being willing to share a little bit more about yourself today. With that, I really would like to ask you if you would share a little bit with your listeners about yourself, maybe a little bit about your family, your career, and what's important about that. Sure. Yeah, this is a little different, but I'm, I'm excited for it. So to my listeners, if you don't know, my name is Nicole. I live in South Florida. My husband and I have been married for five years. Yes, because we got married. My son was born almost a year to the date of when we were married. And my son will be four. We'll be married five years, but we've been together for 10 years. My little guy will be four years old. So we're in that he's three heading into... I call it the three-nager stage, you know, developing his personality, but it's, it's awesome. It's an amazing stage, just seeing him grow from this like little infant to now this little grown man with a little voice. So yeah, so I have that. And professionally, my background is in accounting and HR. I've worked kind of doing back-end accounting. I've held anywhere from entry-level positions to executive-level positions. My last position actually... I was a vice president of finance and HR for an insurance company. And we parted ways, gosh, the end of February. And things have kind of been steamrolling from there. I started my own consulting business as I'm still hoping one day to kind of work for a good employer and looking for, for work as far as a job goes. But I decided, you know, let me do my own thing. Let me create my own consulting business because I've been in the accounting field, gosh, for 15 years and HR for about six or seven years. But on the motherhood side with the podcast, for those that don't know, I started it 
gosh, two years ago. It was November of, I think, 2019, October, November. I had gotten the idea to start it. My husband's friend had a podcast, a sports podcast. I reached out to him and he was like, get a microphone, told me software to kind of upload and, and edit the audio and told me the hosting sites. And that was it. I never knew anything about technology or those, you know, softwares, editing, but I had wanted to start it because I just felt it was important that I had something to say in regards to just my birth experience and being a working mom and my postpartum anxiety. And then I wanted to create a space for other moms to have. So that's kind of everything in a nutshell. Well, thank you so much for sharing with everyone. It sounds like you really had a career path that you're on and yet having your son really just also birthed this passion to help other mothers. And it's so evident in everything that you're explaining here. And so it sounds a little bit like the beginning of your motherhood journey, because you really just expressed how old your son is. And, you know, that, that gave you kind of a passion. I'm curious what it was about your motherhood journey that actually inspired the creation of this podcast. That's a great question. I think thinking back, because I, I was very ambitious in my career and they do go hand in hand because from young, and I don't know if it was being a Latina woman, I'm Puerto Rican and Italian from the Bronx. So, you know, I have this very passionate, you know, two sides of my background that I come from. And I, from young, I always knew I wanted to be a CEO of something. I said, I'm going to have a C and an O in my title. And I wanted to be CEO Gonzalez or CEFO Gonzalez. Like I wanted to fight these stereotypes from a child. And I say that because for in my career, I just worked my way up, worked my way up, first one in, last one out, worked overtime, worked multiple jobs because I wanted such a high level position. So when I got pregnant, I didn't think anything was going to change. I was like, oh, I'm going to have my son and then I'm going to be this executive. And it's going to be fine. I had my son later in life. I was 34. And that does make a difference. I, I thought I checked all the boxes. We're financially stable. I have the career. My husband and I were good, right? We had been together already five years before he had come into the picture. And then this little bundle of joy comes and everything was just turned upside down. I had an amazing pregnancy. I had an amazing birth. I actually did a home birth and that was awesome but the postpartum period was rough. I kept saying I wouldn't need more than three months off because I kept telling, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine. And then when it came and I was like, wait a minute, maybe I do need six months off. Maybe I do need my nine months off. The adjustment period back to work was very difficult for me. The postpartum anxiety, it just hit me like a train. And I'm like, how am I coming from this high level position where I've managed teams, managed multiple companies and I can't figure this out. And I felt like more women needed to understand that and know that they're not alone. Cause I'm like, I can't be the only one feeling this way. I can't be the only one feeling like I couldn't leave my house because I was afraid of not being prepared. What would happen if I was, if my son was crying uncontrollably and I couldn't stop him. Those were the like anxiety fears that I got. Not too much depression. It was more of the confidence. Can I do this? I remember being so silly. I was like, what if people look at me because I changed his diaper wrong? Like it was a lot. And yeah, so my motherhood journey, correct, started from me being this ambitious career woman. And then I was like, wait a minute, 
you know, I didn't want to go to work anymore. I wanted to be home with my son. I wanted to be able to have that balance. And I did not have that balance. Unfortunately, I didn't have an employer who understood that. And to their defense, maybe I wasn't clear in that as well. I kept saying, I can do this. I can do this. And I found myself wanting to leave the office at four o'clock and not staying till six, not wanting to go to these events because I, I wanted to be with my son and I didn't know how to communicate that. And, you know, I eventually parted ways with that employer a lot of it because I saw things differently, you know, kind of like, I feel like motherhood opens up your eyes. And I was like, what am I doing? Pushing myself, you know, found a different perspective on life and what really, really mattered. And I also grieved a part of myself as well. I also grieved the freedom, even though I thought having my son at later part of my life, I had traveled and done all these things, but I still grieved that. I still missed that. And the fact that my husband and I couldn't just get up and do things anymore. And I was breastfeeding and I breastfed for two years. So the demanding aspect of breastfeeding and pumping. So I resented that. I resented my husband because he could just get up and go and he was sleeping through the night. And I'm up with my son at two o'clock in the morning. Like I have to go to work in a few hours, you know? So I had all these things. And I know you're shaking your head because I'm sure you could relate to a lot of this and going back, you know? So when I started talking to some of my friends, I realized I'm not alone. So that then inspired, I'm like, I have something to say. Like, I, I think it was twofold. I was also hearing women, again, I was very fortunate to have a, a successful birth. I did not have a traumatic birth experience, but I know a lot of women who did due to them just not knowing. So I was very fortunate that I knew better. So I kind of knew what to look for. I was prepared in that aspect for it, as far as the educational aspect of birth which is why I think I had such a successful birth. So I wanted to let women know that, look, however you want to birth, that's your right. But if I can do it, you can do it. And if you're educated enough and you know you are empowered and, and you feel supported, you too can also have the birth that you want. Of course, if there's medical interventions that are needed, that's keep that separate. But if you're healthy and you're not high risk, you don't need some of these medical interventions that maybe you've kind of been taught you needed. So that was one aspect to tell my birth story. And then the other side saying, Hey, I had a great birth, but the after effect was whew, something I wasn't prepared for. And then that's what made me say, okay, well, if I have something to say, I'm sure other women do. And I started my podcast and now 50 episodes in, I've talked to women from all walks of life, stay-at-home moms, professionals, palliative care doctors, midwives, lawyers, and we all share a lot of the same sentiments, either it was difficulty during postpartum, or like I said, they had a traumatic birth experience and they wish they knew certain things that they found out afterwards that they just didn't know their OBGYN didn't tell them or they just didn't know. And yeah, so that's kind of what inspired all of this. I heard a, a lot of things going on in there and, and for your listeners, would it be okay for me to just summarize a little bit? So I heard you had a very strong passion for building a career and you had it all organized in your mind, the kind of career mom you were going to be. And you discovered what you didn't know you didn't know after your bundle of joy joined the world. Yes. And that changed your perspective. And I, I also heard you share with us through that journey that you had an amazing, pleasurable birth, which you've shared, you believe is 
something that every woman can choose her experience in as many ways as possible. But that once again, like you were planning with your career and discovering what it was like to be a mom after you actually got there, after the birth, even though it was so wonderful, you experienced that postpartum experience that you weren't prepared for either. And I want to congratulate you. First, I'd like to thank you for being so vulnerable to share all of that information with me and your listeners. But I also want to congratulate you for sharing that no matter how wonderful a journey is, it comes along with some little bumps along the way. And very often, we may not know what those bumps are going to be. And that's okay. And that's a very powerful thing, Nicole. When you're sharing that message of how important it is for you to share your journey and how much inner power other women that are moms and have careers can actually have. Mm -hmm. And I heard you express that power of choice that is so priceless. And being a mom myself, I can resonate with a lot of things that you shared. And so I really appreciate you sharing all of that. Thank so you. I'm curious, what might be one important thing that you believe that you learned from your journey through that? I'm a career woman. I've discovered being a mom is not going to necessarily go with my plan, but that's okay. I had a great birth, didn't expect the postpartum experience, but that's okay. That's really the surface of it. I'm just curious if there might be one important thing before you started the podcast that you might want to share with your listeners about what's highlighted for you. Sure. Great question. Probably of what I've learned of myself and actually goes into the name of the podcast, Mama's Know Best. I know a lot of women here, you know, you think of mom knows best and it made me realize we're all trying to figure out and not one mother has it figured out, which is why the name came Mama's Know Best because we all know what's best for our families. So that's one thing I realized to trust my instincts more. So although I was not as confident as I was going into being a mother. And I'm very thankful that I'm also very introspective. And although I didn't go to therapy, and I, I will put this disclaimer out there, if, if you are feeling overwhelmed, or if you are going through things that you feel like you're losing control of, please seek out therapy. But I was able to communicate. I was very thankful I had a strong circle. So between my girlfriends and my husband, as I'm internalizing all of these things, I would then talk to them. And even though my husband's looking at me like, huh, what? you know, and, and would make me feel like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Me talking it through works for me. So I was then able to internalize it and be like, okay, Nicole, I think you're feeling this and that. I'm just putting that disclaimer there. But going back, so although I wasn't as confident as going in, I realized, especially after the first year, that my instincts, and I do know what's best for my son and my family, and to really tap into that, because there were things along the way that I just picked up and knew. And when I would reach out to my midwife or the pediatrician or things that I was reading online, I was like, damn it, I knew it. 
you know, like I knew this was off or I knew this was this. So that was giving me the confidence that I was like, wait a minute, I, I do know. I may not know what's going to come next for sure, but I, it just helped me tap into my instincts and know, you know, what's best for your family and, and, and believe in that. And then I would say the second thing for myself is that my faith is unwavering. I have a very spiritual sense. I pray all the time and my connection with God, the higher power, the universe, you know, I believe what you put out, you get back and energy really transcended for me because I relied on my faith, right? Of the things unseen. And I just had to have faith that, okay, I don't know what's going to come up, but I'm going to have faith in myself and the higher power that it'll work out the way it's supposed to work out. So those would be the two, two things I would say. So it sounds like you really gained layers of beneficial learning about yourself, which has really made your experience and your passion to share this message with everyone so important to you. And, and with that, I'm, I'm curious over these last 50 episodes that you brought all this wonderful information to your listeners. What have you learned now that you're 50 episodes in? Oh boy, have I learned so much going back. I think we're all trying to figure it out. You know, not one mother has it figured out the importance of of a village of having that community. And I hope that one day as a society and within our culture, the American culture that we can get back to that. I think we can learn so so many things from from other cultures and other countries. And I think one of the, the things is how mothers are treated after birth. And a lot of other cultures, you know, the community gets involved, right? The mother has the baby and the neighbors are cooking for her and they're cleaning for her and they're making sure that she is good and she's resting as she's supposed to because you just birthed this human, right? Your body, everything is now never going to be the same when you're recovering, right? And the village is needed. They're there. We're in the United States and here it's very much like, nope, you had a baby six weeks, you know, babies are in the daycare. I remember being like, I, I couldn't, I, I, I was so thankful that I was home for three months and that my husband's company, which is almost unheard of, he got paternity leave. I think it was like eight weeks and he took a month off. So, and then my son was with my parents and my mother-in-law. So he, he didn't get a babysitter or a nanny. So he was like six months old. And I was so thankful for that because had that not been, I would have been a train wreck because remember I was still in that mental, like not leaving him and trusting certain things. And I was like, leaving him at daycare at six weeks. I'm like, how is that allowed here? Like if that's your choice, because yes, but there are so many mothers that I'm sure if they had the opportunity to stay home, they would have with their child. So yeah, I would say 50 episodes in is what I heard from a lot of these women is either they had the support that they needed and it was, it was there or they didn't and they wish that they did. So to me was the importance of having a village so that you do feel empowered and supported and educated on some level of then you to make better decisions for your family. So that's what I would say is how important the village is and that we're all we're all trying to survive and just raise healthy, kind, you know, human beings. So would it be safe to say, Nicole, with all of that, and thank you so much for sharing that, that in in this village of women that you've already spoken to and your own personal experience, it sounds like there really is no rule book for motherhood. But that by having the support of this village, everyone can get a little piece from 
what each person's learned in order to be able to have the support that they need to trust their instincts. You got it a thousand percent. There's no rule book. So having the village and the, and the family, friends, whoever it is that you can depend on that has either been there or you're trying to figure it out yourself, then you can take that and then say, okay, well, with my family, based on these things, I can apply it there. So yes, you, you got it. It sounds like every piece that you have shared up to this point has really defined the inspiration behind creating the motherhood village. And so what is the future for the podcast, Mamas Know Best and the Motherhood Village? So yes, so I created the Motherhood Village. That was something that was in my mind, maybe, gosh, six, seven months ago, where I I came to my husband and I was like, okay, I'm always kind of thinking macro level, what's next? I guess that's still the ambitious side of me, but just my focus is now with motherhood. Like what's next, you know, have this podcast that's going well. And I figured it out, boom, boom, boom. And I said, well, what if there is like a village, right? And well, I didn't say say the motherhood village first. I was like, somewhere where women, I'm connecting women. And we were thinking of names and I'm like, oh, the motherhood village, that's it. It takes, it takes a village (laughs) on every aspect to do what we need to do, whether it's education, whatever it is. And so that inspired me to create that and hope, hoping one day I'll have my own brick and mortar space for that, where it is a, a true village where women on their prenatal postpartum journeys, even if you're a seasoned mom can come to, but until that time, I'll be doing virtual events and in-person events of just many different aspects of motherhood, whether it's bringing guest speakers in and discussing things that I feel like aren't maybe commercialized. Like we use cloth diapers for my son. Right. And people are like, you use a cloth diaper because I might not look like someone who did or that I did have a home birth. What else? A chiropractor. Right. You and I had discussed that about that. There are certain things that babies can get adjusted and certain things pregnant women can do. I didn't know about that. Spinning babies. There's certain exercises you can do. My doula told me about that because my son, where he was positioning where he was positioned and I, I don't know the term for it. But anyway, I labored in my back and it was extremely painful. And she kept telling me, do these exercises. But I'm like, ah, well, it's a thing. They're called spinning babies. And you could actually do exercises that's done consistently to help move the baby naturally. So I'm like, how do people not know these things? So I'm trying to connect with the motherhood village of bringing about topics that might not be commercialized or that other women should know. And the future for the podcast is just continuing to grow. I am 50 episodes in. Meeting you has been, you know, amazing to get my wheel spinning of bringing other guests on. What else with the podcast? Just continuing to grow. You know, I would eventually maybe like to do some audio, some video with it, you know, maybe putting to YouTube. I think I can reach a wider audience that way so that people can see it, right? I know it'll be the video, but it, it, it can reach more people that way, some of these conversations. Maybe even have some guests that I had on in the past come on, kind of do like, where are they now? What's going on? But yeah, just coming bigger and better. I have new episodes posting. I think this episode will post in June and then I'll have a little break and then I'll have season four starting the end of June. So it'll be, so it'll be awesome. And yeah, that's, that's the future. And just taking it one day at a time in between then. (laughs) You know, it sounds, it sounds so exciting. And I want to just take a moment to, to bookmark here and congratulate you on completing 50 episodes That's such an accolade that you should be very, very, very proud of. I'm curious, is there anything that you would have changed or done differently 
actually, no, no, I don't think so. I did the best I could with what I had at that moment. Actually, I will. I'm lying. I would say this to any woman listening out there, invest in yourself more often because I had a full-time job. You know, we were, I was good. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I should pay for this and looking at this cost of this microphone and putting my expenses towards shoes or other things that looking back, then I'm like, why wasn't I putting it into the podcast where now that I don't have a full-time job and I'm actually looking to invest in myself, I'm like, wait, this is backwards, you know? So I would say to anyone out there is invest in yourself, ladies. I think sometimes we put ourselves last. So if that's one thing I would have done differently is just invest in myself back then. I mean, look, things do still work out the way they work out, but invest in yourself. That's a, that's a big thing. I think we, like I said, we tend to kind of put it on the back burner or, oh, I don't know. And we'll get something that gives us like immediate pleasure, like a pair of shoes or an outfit or something. We're looking back. I'm like, okay, I could have invested that somewhere else that would then, you know, have more lasting effects. So yeah, invest in yourself, ladies. It sounds like that investment that you're recommending is really just really think about what serves you the most. And it doesn't matter what point in time it is in your life. Just do it. Correct. No matter what it is or what you think, just correct. If it's something that fills your cup, if it's something that's making you happy and you're enjoying it, invest there, take a course, take a class. You know, if you like to do the painting, whatever it is, and you might think, oh, I don't know, because you do not know where that opportunity can take you. And I mean, and I did invest in things. But if I really would have honed in on it a bit more, you know, like I said, now I'm kind of like doing some back end things, but like I said, things work out the way they do, but yes, you are correct. It's just, if you, if there's something that's making you happy and where your passion is kind of go where your passion is, cause you don't know where that'll take you. Right. And, and not knowing Nicole, as you're describing is something that takes us through those different steps from one thing to the next. So it sounds like it's really okay if you aren't really sure how to invest in yourself in any given moment, as long as you're recommending that we think about just investing in ourselves somehow. And that's very powerful. Correct. Just follow where your heart is. You might not know what that'll come from it. Maybe you're like, well, I like doing this. Do it because you do not know where that is going to take you or what opportunities will arise from that. I would say, don't say, well, it costs this. But then, like I said, you go to get a pair of shoes. It's like, no, if you wanted to take that course, take that course or, you know, whatever it is, follow your passion. So I heard you say before, do whatever fills your cups. So I'm curious if you would share with your listeners, what do you do to recharge and refill your cup? What do I love to do? So it's a couple of things. I love being outside. And that's another thing that's so funny. So many women I talk to, they're like, I love being outside. I'm like, me too. And I think the quarantine and COVID has made a lot of people be more intentional with nature and being outside because we kind of had no choice, right? We had to go with our circle where we're at. I always say this because it's hilarious. We moved into our current home. Gosh, it'll be three years. And the first year, you know, seven o'clock in the morning in at six, I didn't know my neighbors, the neighborhood, like it was in, out, in, out, in, out. And once quarantine hit and we kind of were like, okay, you know, we're home, started walking around the neighborhood and I'm like, oh my God, like we live in a beautiful neighborhood and you know, the birds, gosh, there's so many birds because we have so many trees that if, when I stopped to listen, I was like, I love the sounds of birds and, and hearing that. So to fill my cup, I love 
going out in the nature. It could be walking in the backyard. It could be walking around the neighborhood. My husband just recently bought me a bike. So bike riding, being in the pool, anything outside, I love. I also love to read. I haven't been reading probably the last month or so. And I actually put it on my phone. I calendared it in. I'm like, I'm going to read. I'm going to look at it and make it as a thing to do. And actually spending time with my husband. So whether it's watching TV, we're going away this weekend. His cousin's getting married. So we're doing a quick, we leave Friday, come back Sunday. My son will be with the grandparents. And yeah, and I love doing self-care. I love investing in some like beauty items and, you know, doing some at-home facials. Those little things, you know, make me happy. I really appreciate everything that you've shared today. It sounds to me like you really dug deep to be able to share a, a good part of yourself with your listeners today. And if, if you had one word for the rest of 2021 to share with your listeners, what would that be? Abundance. I just want to be in abundance of all things, love and light and positivity. I think we all can say 2020, you know, it was, it was hard for a lot of us between politics and social injustice and people losing jobs and COVID like it, you know, I think we should all give ourselves a round of applause because we, we went through a lot. And this year, I just want abundance, abundance of love and light and all that the universe can offer me and my family. That sounds wonderful. I really want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to highlight you today because it's been very rewarding for me as well as I'm sure all of your listeners. I know that at the end of your podcast, you typically will do a little quick get to know. So we're going to ask the same of you today. And I'm going to ask you if you'd share with your listeners, first off, maybe a favorite book you said you like to read or one you'd recommend. Favorite book one to recommend Two. One of them is Trevor Noah, Born a Crime, that really dives deep into apartheid, but through his perspective, but he does it with such grace that he really breaks it down to see like other perspectives how like you know we could look at someone and everyone has a story and when you look at someone's story and know kind of where they came from and the fact that because you know he was this mixed breed of black and white he was born a crime because he could have been thrown in jail or his parents but he did it in such a way of his storytelling that was so fascinating so it's just a really really good read and then I always say to recommend Big Magic and goodness gracious I forget the name but she did Eat Pray Love and I don't know if you know the author of that the Eat Pray Love book um, Big Magic that was recommended to me amazing book for any woman out there any person really it's basically about tapping into what you want to do. You know, if you have an idea, go for it. And she tells it in such a way that you're like, yes, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And it's just very, very inspiring. What about a favorite movie or your favorite genre of a movie? I love movies. It's so funny when I ask people this on my podcast, everyone's like, I don't have time to watch movies. And it's so funny because yes, I don't have as much time, but I make time. I love movies, comedies, action, dramas, rom-coms. I love them all. Um, a movie I always kind of go back to is Pretty Woman when it's on. I love it. As well as The Notebook. I love epic movies too. So Braveheart. I don't know if you've ever seen Braveheart, but I just felt fascinated with the vengeance and justice for his country. Like I loved it. So yeah, love movies. Thank you so much for sharing that. You have so much passion and energy. And I'm curious, what has motherhood 
taught you? And how about I don't get emotional? Motherhood has taught me, you know, again, to just be resilient and, you know, to not take it for granted, to not take life for granted. I think, and this is probably where I'll get emotional. I know there's a lot of women possibly struggling to get pregnant or maybe they've had miscarriages. And that's another thing that we don't talk about often. And I do hope that I can bring someone on my podcast who would be willing to share that because I know a lot of women suffer in silence for that. So having my son just makes me extremely, extremely grateful. And yeah, that I'm just raising this little human being and hoping that me being the best that I can be brings out the best in him. Thank you for being willing to be a little emotional. I'm sure that there are many of your listeners who feel a lot better knowing that someone that has brought the confidence and strength to them shows that it's okay to be emotional. And that's very powerful. So thank you you very, very much. I, I feel it. I really do feel it. Thank you. Before I ask you for some final thoughts that you'd like to offer the podcast world. I'm curious, is there a way for your listeners to connect with you to let you know what they might want to learn more about? So, and I will put this in the show notes, but I'll say it here. I'm going to open my email address and it will be mamasknowbest3 at gmail.com. So that's all one word, mamasknowbest, M-A-M-A-S-K-N-O-W-B-E-S-T at gmail.com. Again, I'll put in the show notes and I want to open it up to where listeners can email me and tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what topics you want to hear. If there's any quick get to know questions you want me to ask, topics, any questions, any feedback. I know, you know, certain platforms where listeners might, might hear it on, they can't comment. So thank you for that question. Yes, I am opening that up because, you know, I want to hear from the listeners. Like I said, I have an idea of what I want to share, but tell me what you want to hear. Tell me your feedback. No, you're very welcome. I I think that a lot of the points that you touched today in sharing your own journey, your story, your ups and your downs, uh, I'm sure hit a lot of points for a lot of moms out there listening, a lot of career women out there listening. I'm sure there's a lot of familiarity and, and listening to you share your story I think is going to enable all of us to listen to the podcast with a much more connected heart. And I really want to thank you for once again, allowing me to have this opportunity to really celebrate you today. Thank you. So what final thoughts do you have to the podcast world before we close today? Well, for my other favorite book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Her biggest thing is we can do hard things. So remember that we can do hard things. If you are a mother who is listening to my podcast, you're planning to be a mother. If you're a new mother, if you're a seasoned mother, you know, we can do hard things and don't forget that. Believe in yourself. Keep pushing forward. If you are needing to talk to someone, shoot, reach out to me, but find someone that you can really, truly trust, you know, so that you can get it out. It's good to, to find your village, you know, to kind of vent to, and we all need that. We all need a space to, to express ourselves and just get out what we're feeling and yeah, find your passion, run with it and invest in yourself. What a beautiful close. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Lynn, for coming on, for interviewing me. This has been amazing. Now I understand when the woman would tell me at the end, they're like, gosh, I you know, learned so much about myself. So thank you. I, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And I can't wait to have you on. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I look forward you, to it. Okay. Have a good one. You too. Thank you for listening to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. Please share this episode, download it, rate, review, and subscribe to my show if you haven't already done so. And tune in next time to hear another fierce mama share her motherhood journey. Continue blessings to you all for love and light.